And hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Grin Otaku Council podcast. I'm your host, Ace. And I'm McMillian. And we're back for episode 11. But just like always, if you be, if you would like to be a part of the council and join us every week as we discuss all things anime and sometimes manga, then make sure to hit that subscribe button as well as follow us on our social media so you can stay up to date on all things about the council. As well as another friendly reminder, our weekly episodes consist of me and McMillian following on with three animes of the current anime season to go along with and review and discuss the current episodes. And if there's a certain anime that you care about more than others and you want to listen to our discussion on that anime instead of the other ones, then the timestamp for when we start talking about that anime will be down in the com not the comments, description. the description for the YouTube video, as well as for the audio platforms, it will be in the episode details. So you can know what animes, when we talk about what animes, and you just skip right to that one, if you mm-hmm. will so choose. And with that being said, Council is now in session. Let the meeting begin. <clears throat> All right, we're back on the another beautiful Sunday here. Just gonna start dubbing these anime Sundays here. Um, <laughs> fully loaded. Fully loaded. Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer once again did not disappoint for this week. Mm-hmm. They came back swinging as always. Like we mentioned a few episodes ago, though. I mean, the rest of the season should just be all gas, no breaks for both Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer. <laughs> gas, no breaks. As presented by these two episodes specifically. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to start with either Attack on Titan or Demon Slayer. Today, we're going to start with the case study of Anitas, episode 14, The Witch and the Young Man. And we pick up this episode right back where we left off at the end of episode 13 when everybody got thrown out of Charlatan's little clown world if you will her chaos world her Mm. magical world whatever the hell you want to call it um (laughs) we end up with jane and noe in a little cabin well not in a little cabin i I pause they're out in the snow but they end up in a cabin where we are meeted with jane telling noe to not noe god damn it vanitas (laughs) to get naked (laughs) everybody strip right now (laughs) <laughs> but not for what you think it is, though. She tells him to get naked because he's catching the fever and he doesn't know. She uh, obviously, you know, she wants to get him out those wet clothes because he's been out in the snow and everything. And so he can warm up. Um, But it doesn't take away from the slight fan service that they do add. Not much, actually, that you would think. Just very, very small fan service. A little small section of that. But the very one good thing. implied fan service. Yes, but the one good thing that we did get out of this little small fan service between Jeanne and Vanitas is that you got, we actually, this is our first time seeing Vanitas unclothe as weird as that sounds. Um, And Vanitas has scars all down his back. Presumably they look like, I guess you would say they're vampire scars, but they could either well, be I vampire mean, scars or more like beast scars, scars. or something like that. Was, from, yeah, like, they definitely from like a beast like, or something. Yeah, they definitely look like claw marks or some type of bestial thing attacked him. But yeah, the, he we kind of get more now a little bit of hints to Vanitas's past than we did like from like first season. As we know, he was an experiment of one dude in the church until he got adopted or and or saved by the original Vanitas. Correct. So it, it kind of just gives it more insight on the history of him. On top of that, he he mentioned Lou again. I don't think this was his if I if I recall correctly, he mentioned Lou when we first met the doctor that you yeah. just referred to. Mm-hmm. Well either so, it was either him or the doctor himself mentioned Lou. Correct. So some we don't know who Lou is, but it's just some guy but, or gal um, that money, Vanita, that's in Vanitas's past. My money is that it's whoever that other kid was that uh, the original Vanitas saved when he oh, came. Oh yes, I know. You, if yeah. you remember, like there was a scene where it was yeah, like I remember the original Vanitas. I think he was either holding him and then reaching his hand out to young our, our Vanitas or one of the or they he was like reaching out to both of them. I can't exactly remember, but I do. No, the scene in season one was that. So we kind of get a little bit more of like, Correct. you know, the, I guess, Lou, well, regardless of anything, we know Lou is important to Vanitas in some way, shape or form. Yeah, in some capacity. And then little, the little last bit of information that we got 
for Vanitas's backstory, if you will, is that while John Abel's demanding slash stripping down Vanitas <laughs> to take his clothes off, um, the one the one piece of garment that he did want John A to remove was his white glove. So either he's hiding something under his white glove, whether it be a botched experiment from his you know days being a, a guinea pig for the doctor, or something, something else dealing with the original Vanitas, or he's Michael Jackson. Or <laughs> we already got one Michael Jackson. All right, <laughs> he is indeed would say it, but. <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah. So something Vanitas is hiding something. This, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time we get a mention of him hiding. You know, something being weird with, with his hand. hand. I yeah. don't think they have alluded it to it in any other form in any episodes or anything. No, I don't. Th- from I think my this recollection, is, at least. The, uh, well, if there has been some allusion to it, it wasn't verbal. This is like the Correct. first verbal confirmation of like something going on with Vanitas's uh, left right hand. It right. was right hand. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it was his right hand. Um, so yeah, so Vanitas is hiding something. Of course, as we all know, whatever whatever he is hiding, it will get revealed in due time. Whether it he is a half human, half vampire, a dom, yeah, my, or my, some my type money, of weird experience or something. Yeah, my money is that he has some type of like vampiric hand or something like that. Probably. They, he is shown to have like I, I don't know if it's the glove or his actual hand, but he does like have like kind of claw things. But I, I yeah. haven't been sure if that's just how they animate it or if that's you know that's actually like something. That and then he, he also has. it also appears that in some shots and stuff like he has fangs as well sometimes. Mm-hmm. So they, they've always been like smallly alluding to that he may be part vampire or has some something to do that happened in his past with the vampires because we know that he had a run in with you no. Know, the original Vanitas, who was a vampire. Yeah. So maybe Vanitas did something to him, or like you said, it could have been an experiment from when he was a guinea pig for the doctor. Who knows? But he's hiding something, and it will get revealed in due time. Mm-hmm. So we leave from there, and <clears throat> Chloe mentions also, well, yeah, not Chloe mentions. Janae mentions we we did get some more information of the video. Oh, so yeah. Janae mentions that she knows Chloe on a deeper level, other than she was just trying to slay the beast. And I guess you know if you want to talk about more of this, um, Emilian, I'll let you talk about this. Yeah. So I mean, it's just a, it's just interesting to find out that uh, Janae. The reason this is so personal to her, the reason she asked Lord Ruthven to let her go to uh, Gavaldon in the first place is apparently because Chloe was originally like an older sister slash like family friend of hers and then when she became a oh chevalier i think is what they're called or chassis it's something dealing with the arm whichever she joined that order that basically like works for people with the that her cannon arm or whatever she had to she got a mission to kill her and she never really asked why she just kind of was like well we're tool like she was told i think by her father or someone that we are tools. We don't need to ask questions on our basically on our missions. Um, and it's just interesting to see. Like, I wonder will that have any significance to Chloe or anything? Because we already can tell from the episode that that is weighing heavily on Jeanne. Because she was like, "I'm basically back to do the same thing." But Vanitas even confronted her and said, "Like, well, it seems like you have more personal ties. Are you sure this is what you want to do? Because I'm here to try and help save her." But you're here to kill her. Are you sure you should even be working with me, really? Or are you sure you might not even want to kill her? So I mean, we obviously get some like confliction within uh, with Jeanne right now. Correct. Uh, and then also due to the effect of you know Jeanne having that those past ties with Chloe, she knows exactly where the castle is. Even maybe not exactly, she knows the general location of where yeah, the castle and is. So and she broke. <laughs> it was good because she broke up a fight between Vanitas and Dante. Because he sure was about to... I don't know if he was about to kill one of them. But it looked like they was about to break into a fight. Listen, Johan wasn't having that. Johan yeah, was, was ready to scrap. <laughs> we ain't never seen Johan this mad before. Johan wasn't having it, all right? Yeah, normally Johan is all happy-go-lucky. He said, this time, he said man, don't threaten my family. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> but um, from there, we are whisked away to Noi. And immediately, basic, stranger danger alert. Stranger danger. Horny, 
horny part two, if you will, of this episode. Because uh, Noi is, I think he's naked as well. Because the, they gave him his clothes. Well, I think like, he had like, on pants. Yeah, on pants. I don't remember. I just know that she was chomping on that nigga neck. And he was like, hold on, ma'am. Ma'am. Excuse me. <laughs> Alle- allegations. Allegations. Illegal activities. My <laughs> man said it's not polite to suck on the blood. My man said it is illegal <laughs> to suck another person's blood without their permission. I'm like, wow, not illegal, no way. Okay, pulling out the and yeah, pulling now, out mo- the terms here. Molestation is what happened, and <laughs> and this assault truly. But um, I don't. We didn't really get much from. That other than obviously Chloe does not have boundaries, and uh, that part the dude we still don't know anything about other than that he appears to be Chloe's servant, slash Chloe's servant or maybe even lover. We know he's in love with her at least. Yeah, Um, is she in love with him? I don't know. Um, But he is definitely in love with her though. Yeah, he obviously is like, hey, I got some, I got, I I have some possession issues. Don't be with my bitch. This is that's my girl. Um, right before he gives Noi back his clothes, and I'm just like, what is the dynamic between these two people? Because this is like, what the f- is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, immediately is all weird. Everything in this castle, yeah, nothing in this castle is normal it, at normal. all. Yeah, and like right before we basically get any answers, Charlatan shows up and is basically just chilling with Chloe because they ask Noi to meet him in there. Uh, dining room, basically, and they got all these like automated music contraptions. And mm. Chloe refers to Noi by his name, and Noi's like, "How do you know that?" And then she was like, "Oh, she told me." And then Charlatan's wrapped around her like a scarf or some weird <laughs> thing. And I'm just like, "What the fuck is going on here?" So and it that- definitely confirms that Chloe and Charlatan are in some type of cahoots with each other. Best buddies. <laughs> um, but probably even more than what we realized, because like Charlotte is just chilling, and then even to the point where when when like um McMillian mentioned that there's these music autonomies and stuff like that. When I first saw them, they reminded me of the clowns and stuff that be in Charlotte's little world and stuff like that. Oh, you know what? I didn't even consider it. They do. You're right. They do look similar. Yeah, that, that's that's what they reminded me of when I seen them. It's just that they instead of having the clown head, they had an instrument yeah, sure. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like the body, least wise, definitely be, um, bear resemblance to the the um, clowns that be with Charlton and stuff. Which was, I, I guess, the first giveaway that she's here. Um, but, yes. <laughs> but yeah, Charlton is here. She's chilling, and it definitely takes up the threat level another notch because you know, not for right now, at least as we know, no way isn't in any danger. But then t- that can flip. Very quickly because as, Charlatan is there. Um, yeah, as we, yeah, I mean, from, no more explanation is needed. Charlatan is here because, yeah, <laughs> as we know, as we know from the first season, Charlatan does not need much time to shit to start up the bullshit and at all. Yeah, and I, I'm just so like this is such like a low level of like revealing type of stuff in this episode because now my my mind wonders like. What is the relationship between her and Charlotte? Because I, I don't think most most vampires aren't just like, yeah, give me a curse. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like, and then what, even on what if, was the cause? And because I'm glad you mentioned it, because even if Chloe is a cursed vampire, she has not lost her mind or anything. She still has control I mean, of herself. You know what? You're right. She is very composed for a person that is cursed if that if she is the one cursed because like i said as far as we know everyone keeps referring to her that she's the beast but it could be the dude we are correct like it just has not been completely confirmed yet that chloe is the beast but that's what everybody seems to think as of right now that chloe is the beast right now but yeah because i mean she's working mm -hmm. with she's obviously working with charlatan but like correct you don't have to be cursed to work with charlatan I should say because technically Lord Ruthven, the double crosser of the year, <laughs> is is under her is under her employer or at least works with her and some works with Charlton in some capacity and he does not appear to be cursed as far as I can yeah, tell as far as we can tell so um as well as up speaking of Lord Ruthven um another little Jeanne pass we got from here today is her parents actually used to be students of Lord Ruthven oh that's so right, that's why yeah. she has such heavy ties with him. 
So, so that was that was an interesting fact to know. Um, they she did not mention if her parents were still alive or not, but just for the fact that her parents used to be um not used to be worst students of Laura Ruth event, and that's why she's basically with him all the time, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, and I thought that was interesting because at the point of the episode where you get to see like Janae's dad or whatever. Or maybe that was Lord. Actually, you know what? Maybe that was young Lord Ruth. I don't know. It was a dude with red hair, so I'm not sure if that They're, was. You talking about when they took when when they whoever took Johnny to Chloe's mansion? Mm-hmm. That was you referring to. I think that was. It could have been Lord Ruth event because he did have red, red hair. hair. I, at first, I thought that was her dad. I was like, why isn't this? Why is he not saying anything? But then Johnny we haven't talks, seen his dad but, though. So I mean, we haven't not, not his dad. We haven't seen her dad. So it could have been yeah. her dad. But if if anything, I think my money is on Lord Ruth event because. Why would her dad bring her? Not saying why would her dad bring her. It would be weird, but well, I mean, she they, was, they said they went, they took trips there a lot, and that's how Chloe became like a sister to her. Well, yeah, well, yeah, there you go. You so I don't know. So it could have been her saying, parents. I was just saying it's just weird. It was just weird to me that her dad was there the whole time while she was like having this conversation with Chloe, and he was just like, "I'm not gonna say shit." It's weirdly, <laughs> <laughs> like he made no comment. It was just odd. But, um, yeah, I guess we can get to the uh, review of this episode. Because, like I said, not much else happened. It was legit. Like, this was one of those, you know, staging episodes, basically. Where we, we got a little bit more insight into each character and kind of got more of, like, a setup for um, what I'm assuming is next episode is Noi and Chloe getting... Noi, Chloe, oh, and Charlatan getting... Chloe, yeah. The, the group in the mansion basically getting to know... Each other. Each other. Um, with that being said, I think this episode was like, uh, six and a half, really like close to a seven. It wasn't like, like I said, not too much happened. Um, and the staging of the events wasn't too bad. It just felt like at times it felt like the, the, the tonal shift was like, just kind of like that. So it was like something you got to, had to like adjust to really fast. But other than that, it was a pretty good, it was a pretty good episode. Yeah. Um, because you got a lot. Of yeah, knowledge, I, I agree. Th- this episode was basically what I was expecting for the first episode of, of part two coming back from Anita's. <laughs> I expected the first episode to be, you know, the staging episode and whatnot, but they said, no, nah, we coming back we swinging. Coming, and it went from zero to 100 real quick in the first episode back of Vanitas. Yeah, they, they but, definitely um, took their foot off the pedal for this one, <laughs> which isn't like, which isn't bad because Vanitas is like a mystery type of anime. So, correct. You know you yeah. can't you can't be all you can't be all gas all the time because people gonna miss you. But um, correct because I mean so yeah um, I think I get by like a six and a half seven as well. You know it's just that stage of staging episode. We got to learn that Vanitas has more secrets that he's been hiding, even though we already knew he's been hiding some stuff. But we got to learn more about him as well. This episode we got a further look into the backstory of Jeanne and Chloe on how they knew each other for a past. Also, another interesting topic is um, Chloe has lived longer than Laura Ruthven, so she's older than him. So she's been oh, she's right, one of the yeah. oldest living vampires around. Even that's like I said, even so for the fact that she's lived longer than Laura Ruthven, could it be Chloe who introduced Lord Ruthven to Charlatan? The it could. It could is listen. We don't know what's going on here at all. Is uh-huh. and then on top of that, they didn't really touch up on it. Well, they did touch up on it, but the book is still gone. It's in. Charlatan now has the book of Vanitas, basically. Um, once you think, once you really think about it, in the grand scheme of things, Charlatan now has the book of Vanitas. Oh, yeah, what, what can come of this? Who knows? Because as we all know, or some of you may not know, that the yes, the book of Vanitas can be used to cure curse, curse vampires. But if I'm but not mistaken, it can also a, be used to curse them. Yeah, because I mean, that was the other original, things. That was the original thing because uh, old Van- the the original vampire Vanitas of the Blue Moon was shunned by other vampires, and he decides to be like, "I'm petty, curse y'all niggas," because fuck Correct. you. And then even on that mention, who knows? Maybe Charlatan is some sort of embodiment from the Book of Vanitas, you know? Because we really don't know what Charlatan is. is. We just know yeah. she's an antagonist going around whenever she shows up, just wreaking havoc and, and making curse vampires. Curses, yeah. And spreading curses, and now that she has that book, is depending on if she can actually use the book or not, or even if anybody other than Vanitas can use the book, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, because um, I mean, it, it also sparks a, like question of like what their intentions for knowing might be, 
because he's already under like, well, I don't know if he's under Ruthven's control or well, he's if not. He is like he's some, not under his control. We just know he's under that one spell for when he when Ruthven gives this one command, no one will have to right, listen yeah. regardless. Mm-hmm. Of what's going so, on. If I'm not mistaken, it was to kill Vanitas. That was the command. Which is what the anime started with was, was that one line. So Yeah. A, a lot yeah. A lot's a, a lot of moving pieces, and I'm looking forward to see how this all falls for the uh, rest of the season. But yeah. Alright. Decent up. Well, moving on moving on alone. Chugging on alone, everybody. And it's time for Anime Sunday once again. <laughs> the two <laughs> the two animes of the hour. Uh, Attack on Titan and Demon Slayer, but we're going to start with Attack on Titan, episode 78, The Two Brothers, and just like we've been saying, almost every episode, all gas, no breaks. <laughs> all gas, no breaks. We start off with Attack on Titan, where we left off from the previous episode with Zeke getting blown up in the neck and him falling from the from the wall, and we pick up from there, from, the, from Aaron trying to get to Zeke before he dies. Which- and let me tell you, folks, it is a it is a battle. It is, <laughs> it is a battle. The, the clusterfuck of events that happened in between this episode was ridiculous, but they did a really good job of moving all the parts. Because you start off with these uh, the Titan fights between Aaron beating the shit out of Porco. Beating at, the shit out of Porco. Taking another shot shell to the to the head, which is just Oh my god! It's so, it's cool because it's like you know technically headshots don't kill titans, but it's just like every time I see it, I'm like ah. <laughs> like, even, yeah, it's even for like you mentioned that we know that headshots don't kill titan, but it's just like damn, like these headshots gotta be doing something some, to you. Yeah, I mean they're they, they not killing you, but they gotta be slowing you down in some capacity yeah, because they they sending these rounds at your ass right yeah, now. Yeah, I say it definitely does seem like they're slowing uh, Aaron down to some degree. Like yeah, they they just they sending them hoes, and then like we mentioned, he beat the shit out of Porco to the brink of death. The only thing that stopped him from killing him was um, Peek and Oh, no, yeah, no, that's right. Peek shot and then Rainer caught up. Yeah, Peek and the general saved Porco's life because mm-hmm. he, he needed it. As soon as he was finna, Aaron was finna deal the final blow, here comes you know the general to save his life. And then, like you said, Aaron, not Aaron, Reiner catches up to Aaron finally. And they start their little... They could not start. They continue their little scuff they had then, going on. And then, and then my dude Zeke did exactly what I thought he was about to do. He let the chopper sing. Well, he was about to let it sing, and then, and then he got stopped by Colt, and he was like, "Hey, man, look, look. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying give give Falco some time. Get let us leave. All right. Let let my, us let my us question, go. My question to that scene is, what did he expect? They're I'm, dead ass in the middle of a war right now. Cole, and you mean to tell me let me let me give you about three to five minutes to get out of distance, maybe even longer than three to five minutes, because you know the yell has a large radius. So it may even take you longer than three to five minutes. You want me to give you an X amount of time to get out of range while we're in the middle of a full on war. Yes. Come on now. Yes. Can't you Come just, on now. Can't you get just let me go to McDonald's? Did you <laughs> not see the cart Titan up there sending rounds like it ain't no tomorrow? <laughs> he Do said, you not see that? He said, I don't care about all that. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to save my brother, which I understand. I get it. I'm an older brother. My only thing is, Colt, you used to work closely with this man. He even said it himself, I don't necessarily understand you all that much. But my thing was, you've seen him do this before to a different place. And you were like, I don't think he want to get kids, but he killed kids. <laughs> that he they did. Went, they went to the island of paradise to murder children. <laughs> what was it? Uh, I guess that wasn't their goal to murder children, but in in the instance, children was murdered. Murder. Yes. So I was like, <laughs> so I was like, how the hell you mean? Like I was, I was like, that thought process to me is like, is hella fucked up because I'm just like, they went there to start shit. And they killed, and I mean, like, granted, that's the goal, like you said, wasn't to kill kids, but children have died from Marley's, you know, from their, uh, war, from, their from their wars. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, but Colt, like, for all intents and purposes, you, you fucked up, my guy. 
<laughs> well, he didn't fuck up. Falco fucked up, really. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but so, I, I, just, I mean, that, it, it that, is what it is. Because he let it I sing. Just, I, I just, and I loved, I loved mm-hmm. how they like took all the background sound out of that moment too. Like when, because he was like, "Oh, Colt, I understand." It, if anybody understands, it's it, what Zeke was talking to Cole. He was like, "If anybody understands it's me, I understand what it's like to have a brother and like want to." Like care for him and stuff, but that being said, <laughs> be that as it may, <laughs> be that as it may, roar and I just don't understand. Like, what did you expect to happen? Like, we're in the middle of a full ass battle. Like, if anything, instead of you trying to make it to Zeke, you should just been hauling ass out of the city and hoping for the best. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I just I don't that understand. Was, I thought that was weird too that they just didn't immediately take off because that would that was your best bet honestly but that, that would have been your best bet is just to immediately just haul ass and just hope for the best because i i mean i i, I kind of get it like you work with him maybe there's some you know bond there but again he's been shown my, my thing is he was they, they marley sent him to do this before and Correct. he did it and kids died as a result so i don't think <laughs> i don't think you thought that one through Colt. Like maybe if the if the circumstances were different, then yes. But I mean, they're dead ass in the middle of a battle. He's getting shot from the armor titan, not the armor titan, the um cart titan. titan. Aaron's getting shot by the cart titan. He's on Rainer. Still, Rainer's still up trying to yeah, you know, disrupt everything. Rainer's still up here wreaking havoc as well. And you want me to put this? We're we're dead ass in the middle of a fight. Like, do you not see what's going on around you? You don't you don't see that Titan right there in front of you and that Titan up there on the wall sending shots like I, I just don't understand what you thought you was going to accomplish by going over there. Also, but, also when Aaron did his whole thing, Gabby and Falco's two of Gabby was it two or it was he like two or three of their friends also got like murdered from the jump. If he had a problem with killing, if he had a problem with getting kids involved in shit, that wouldn't he wouldn't have let Aaron do what he did, but he did. So the hey, I mean it is what it is. So we go from there, of course, Zeke jails because, like we just said before, why the fuck would he not? Would he not? not? <laughs> um, and all the Titans have everybody that drunk the Zeke spinal fluid turned into Titans. You know, it just as planned, <laughs> just as planned. So now all of our favorite, um, corpse people, um, I can't not remember the name of their army unit for the love of me right now. Um, I think it's the Rose Corpse. Oh. It was Rose and uh, Pegasus. Are you think so. I don't remember what the inner wall one. I know they have. They're simple yeah. like a horse, but I can't remember like what their last one is. Yeah, but uh, they all gone. They, they gone. all even all the general. I can't remember the general's name Pixis. right now, but the, but the general's gone too. Um, yeah, there you go, Pixis. He he, he gone too. We so, did not get to see his Titan though. But no, but we, we got, got to see, see the them. Uh, Really nice shot of when he yelled and everybody like slowly started turning like bright red, like you mm-hmm. know what happens. And Pixis is drinking and he just is like realization. He's like, oh well, this is it. And then he yeah, he was like, oh well, <laughs> here it is. <laughs> yeah, we go. It was nice knowing you and just boom. Yeah. Now speaking of that, the shot though when everybody turned into Titans, that was beautiful. They they panned through the whole city and you just see all of the lights going up and stuff. It it was it was beautiful. The great, worst firework, the worst firework show for everybody inside Paradise <laughs> Parody and the Marleyans, but for everybody watching the show, they was like, Yes, <laughs> basically. So, yep, um, so just you know, Falco turned into a titan and in the process killed his brother Colt. Um, he turned into a little barbecue piece, it was his own fault though, because he chose barbecue. to stay with him, but I. I felt very. Oh, that was such like a. I don't know. In my opinion, that was like, like touching but dumb, because you <laughs> know what's about to happen. Like, if anything, I'd have been running interference. Be like, okay, you are a titan, but we can at least make you eat a titan shifter, or something. Like, I'm not about to just end my life because that. It, like, I'm gonna try and help you. That's all my thing. I was just like, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's wild. So he got turned into a little barbecue piece. Um, we're just gonna fast forward a little bit. Falco attacks Rainer. He tries to eat Rainer, but instead, our boy, 
um, Porco decides to give up his life and let Falco eat him. So now Falco is well, yeah, the... Yeah, because he was, he was on the... Porco was on the brick of death, basically. He yeah, he was on the brick of death anyway, the, so he was just mentioned, like, I instead of letting my death be for nothing, he's going to let Falco eat him. Uh, and now Falco has inherited... I do not know the name of this, of Jaw. Porco's Titan. The Jaw, the Jaw Titan. Titan. Yeah, we go. Thank you, sir. That's why it's two of us here. So now Falco has inherited the Jaw Titan, and in the midst of that happening, Reiner let Aaron get away. And then, once again, fuck Gabby. All my niggas hate Gabby. <laughs> okay, before that, before we get to that, though, the scene that happens right before Aaron and Zeke meet back up while before the fuck Gabby situation starts was really well done because then you get a steal of the whole war, like, as it's going on. Well, that's everything. doing the fuck Gabby situation. Is that? It oh, is. That, it is. It is. It is. But, like, a, well, a little bit before that, you also get, like, for instance, um, Colt, not Colt, uh, what is it? John and Connie uh, showing up to help to basically like run interference with Rainer trying to get to Aaron. Um, Mikasa and Armin fighting uh, Peak and her unit, at, well, uh, Peak, the Cart Titan, and her unit of uh, troops on the wall. And it's just like, a grand stage of setting just like oh shit here's like the final moment <laughs> and then and then right before Aaron makes it to his brother you see Gabby with this anti-Titan rifle where the fuck was she holding that like I know she found it earlier but th- it was nowhere in shot until when, she just until magically she had, had it out you're not wrong cause she had she was on top of that horse before and I don't remember ever seeing her with the thing, even when she was like standing next to Colt's body, I don't know Correct. where it was. Regardless, though, she let that motherfucker off, <laughs> and she got the no scope. She got the no scope. Oh, Clean severs our protagonist slash antagonist's head. I guess we did confirm though that they he did need to be alive nah, we did come- <laughs> to use the founding titan's powers it did not matter how much alive either because he fully got his head clean chopped the fuck off and his brain i'm assuming they were going off of like oh that when the brain gets separated from the body it still got like a minute yeah, it's still of active it's yeah. still active or whatever so they was like yep that rule works and they just went with it but like this but like i was saying before before i got ahead of myself the scene in before, like right when Zeke caught Aaron's head, was they did a slow mo grab of like the whole city and they just show all the events and like freeze her. Yes. It's like this is the culmination yes. of all this shit. It's like they right they, they boosted up the here. animation just for that, just for these shots. It was all oh, it was so beautiful. And then, like you said, they they slow mowed it down. They did a panorama around the city, and then they did a little small little slideshow, like you said, going up to the different stages that they had set up previously and stuff like that. It was just oh, it was so beautiful. It was yeah, beautiful. And, and even that, they also added like a little bit of foreshadowing and stuff too to like make you worry, like uh, where Zeke, where, where was this conversation that Zeke and Aaron had where they were playing catch, and Aaron dropped the ball, and you so you like oh fuck. Is Zeke gonna drop the ball too? <laughs> but luckily, no, he caught it, and now we are. Um, and then we get to see them interact within the world of the coordinate, basically. And that was some shit too, because we got the best quadruple cross. I guess <laughs> <laughs> we got the double double cross, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. So it's, it has finally been confirmed, at least for the anime only, that. Aaron was only doing this to use basically he was using his brother just to get to the excess the founding titan's power so he can cause the rambling um basically you know he's like fuck the utilization plan I can't believe you thought I would go along with a plan like this and then here comes the other double cross oh you thought you thought I, was, I wouldn't prepare for this? Is that I was going to I, I was gonna free myself from this bullshit <laughs> before, before you got resurrected? Oh, no, nah, nigga. <laughs> he said I had a loan. And, 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 and we can touch up on that as well. So apparently, in in the instance between Zeke catching Aaron's head and then Aaron getting appearing inside the world of the, court, the coordinate, Zeke was spent X amount of years there with founder Ymir. But also the time in which passes in the regular world is instantaneous. 
Correct. So it's like it's impossible to track how. That's why you say it's impossible to track how long I've been waiting. But it feels like I've been waiting like years. years. Yeah. And so, but during those the X amount of time that he was waiting for Aaron to come back, he was able to undo the um the no war renounce that the, that the king had placed on the people the people of royalty. Mm-hmm. And so now he can fully. But they did also confirmed our other theory that we had it was like yes you know you had you mentioned that you no know, royal people of royal blood even part blood you know they can't use the founder of titan's powers mm-hmm. how you and use it because that was one question that we did have last episode was well if he's half blood because that technically still count as mm-hmm. him maybe not you being able to use it but he was like well you know the king's promise yeah promise was still there and you was correct about that his his promise was still yeah, in place but he said fuck but zeke said fuck all that <laughs> correct fuck how all did that. he undo it i have no idea he said aaron was the key to doing it so i don't i'm assuming i guess while he was waiting basically maybe aaron, the effect of having aaron's head in his hand was the fact that he could tell ymir to do things that he normally would not be able to so he was like to renounce the promise also bring aaron back to life probably was his like thing will like heal him and then we got the double double cross yeah. of fuck fuck you and then zeke being like no fuck you big joker <laughs> <laughs> oh shit basically so yeah it's just i didn't at least okay i i kind of saw the double cross from aaron at least coming i wasn't quite sure but that was one thing i did i did because he come yeah, i my- did not I did not expect him to get his head fucking blown off. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I and... don't think anyone saw that coming. <laughs> and I definitely did not expect the the double cross from Zeke as well. Like that, that came out of nowhere. Like I was like, oh wow. He um, said, he said, oh, you played small Joker here, big Joker. <laughs> basically, because <laughs> I was like, damn, okay, Aaron, you fooled him. But then Zeke was like, no, nah, you thought, Yo, you thought, <laughs> I fooled you. <laughs> It's just wild. I just did not expect. Yeah, I mean, I, I, either I, that. I figured Aaron's double cross was going to happen because, like I said in our previous episode, when you asked me, I was like, based on all of his actions, Aaron wants freedom over everything, and to me, it does not sound like euthanizing his whole race of people would ever sound like freedom to him. No, it's it's, it's just death. Yeah, like it's just extinction. So yeah. he was, so he, that's why he was like, why the hell would I do that? I was. I'm here because I was born. I'm not gonna stop that from happening, like for other yeah. people. So, right. I, I don't. But regardless, episode gangbusters. I don't uh, rating to for me is like this is a ten probably. You gonna give it a ten? <laughs> I, I'll give it. A, I'll give it. A, I, it's I, a high ass. If it's not a ten, it's a high it's not, ass. Nine. I mean, it's like a yeah. I it's about like a high ass now. I don't know if I give it a, a slap ten, maybe, but. I'll definitely just give it a nine. That animation boosted it. The animation, the way they framed the head, him him getting shot. Like I, I'm still wondering if people are complaining about the CGI now. I wonder. I still again again for the people that are complaining about CGI. Watch one episode of the Berserk relaunch, and you then watch this and tell me that we're doing bad because I feel like we're doing fine. But also, I feel I, like, I feel this like episode, we're doing just fine as well. Also, I feel like this episode they did a lot of, of it was a lot more hand drawn Titans. Yes. Like even like when Zeke, like for instance, like when Zeke got zoomed in on, they did that. There was a part. There was moments where Reiner's uh, Titan wasn't CGI as well. Like I, I think they they also did a, a boost in a, a well. I think they worked harder a lot for this animation considering what happened. This episode was heavily. Important, but yeah, that well, would you, uh, man, this is a really good episode. I cannot wait to see how this resolve the the double cross resolves because I'm just correct. Because I mean, now the opening to... is called Rumbling, so I feel like we know who gets it, but eh? we have to see because yeah, I mean, because yeah. I mean, a lot of people from at least from the perspective of the manga readers, they did not like the ending, so. Between now and the ending, some some something happens guess, that yeah. they don't agree with, whatever that may know. be. I'm enjoying it so far. <laughs> um, but yes, it's, it's, I'm enjoying it as well so far. And then on top of that is we still got to deal with all these titans that Zeke just let loose inside of Paradise. Um, and you know they don't care who you are; they attacking anybody on sight. But one of the funniest things that I that caught me during this episode was Yelena how she how she's just sitting on top of the castle oh just watching. God. All the battle unfold and stuff. She's just up there chilling. High man, high man in the tower. Just the man in the tower. Just like how is watching how all of this is gonna unfold. The chaos that she helped start. 
basically, yeah, she's just up there chilling, watching everything. I thought that was a that that, that was funny as hell to me. Yeah, <laughs> especially her after her freakout face last episode. <laughs> yeah, she's just up there chilling, out of care in the world, but not even worried about straight bullets or nothing. And it's funny that she is not being worried about being shot because people being sniped right now, legitimately. <laughs> but um, all that being said, really good episode. Um, Great. If it's not a 10, it's at least a high 9 for both of us. And I agree. With and the, without further ado, we have to get to our last All Gas No Breaks episode. That we do. Which was Demon Sayers, uh Entertainment District Arc, Episode 8, Gathering. And everybody done popped off this episode. And when I mean everybody, I truly mean, oh, well, I guess excluding Inosuke, because he didn't really get a chance to show his chops. But from Tanjiro... Giyutora, uh, Giyutero, excuse me, uh, Daki, Inos, uh, Ninos, Zenetsu, and even Tengen's wives kind of showed out this episode. I am so happy that my boy Zenetsu finally gets to show his, <laughs> show off. You know, I mean, I just, I just finally, I'm just finally glad he gets to He's, show off. He said, I'm about to show you why you don't fucking fuck with kids goddamn <laughs> if if Zanessu don't have the strength of a house he damn sure had the speed well, on well he did well um Tengen did say I, I don't know if the anime has shown it anywhere because I think in the manga this came in like a middle like a little middle uh you know how sometimes you know how like at the end of Demon said they got the Taisho secrets mm-hmm. so in in the manga they kind of have a section of that in between chapters where they do like where the author did like little special drawings or mm-hmm. stuff that expanded on the universe. There's a ranking in the Demon Slayer core, okay. um, and there's like a Hashira, and then under that is like the student of a Hashira or whatever. And Tengen referred to them basically as that rank, like a level right below Hashiras, which is like a well, yeah, well, ten, yeah. He he called something. them his um, the it was word, like Tenkosu or something like that. Yeah, something it's like that. With T. I didn't. I yeah. know that. And um, um, he did refer to him as them as his students. The word that I don't know what the word is, but I just know it means students. But um, he did refer to him as you know as his students, and which I thought was a nice touch because you know um they were gonna be all go under in Goku until you know the tragedy happened. Well, he made he but, made um, the offer. We don't know if they were gonna accept it, but he made I mean, the offer. I'm pretty sure they was gonna accept it because I mean you have they had they they have a chance to get taught by Hashira. I mean, why wouldn't you accept it? No, of course, yeah. Why would why not? I get right. I you believe. know. Yeah, I, but like I said, everybody popped off this episode. Like from the beginning, we got to see Tengen and not uh, Giotero not only like fight physically, but they were even giving each other like verbal blows because Giotero uh, <laughs> Giotero was like was hating again. He was like, "Man, you must have been like lucky since birth." And then we get Tengen's backstory and him being like, "Nigga, you crazy." I had to, I had to fight to survive. I was, in the tr- I was in the trenches Basically. the whole time, and I did. Even though I didn't want that lifestyle, that's why apparently uh, Tangent was a, um, you know, he was born a ninja, left his family after basically not agreeing with the lifestyle anymore, became a demon slayer to protect the things that are dear to him, mm-hmm. because the way his family was operating was like, if it's not as long as it's not us, then it's then we don't care. Basically. If it's not us physically, we do not give a fuck. And Tango was and like, then, I gotta live life better than that. Like, these past few episodes of Demon Slayer, definitely... I, it just definitely makes me want to have both the Mugen Train and the Entertainment District arc all in one season now together. Because had both... They put both these two arcs together in one season, this Demon Slayer could... Like, season two alone could have been just, like, one of the greatest season animes mean, in general. Oh, you mean, like, if they did... if they had the original well, if they had instead of doing the movie they did movie train yeah. arc and then entertainment district arc instead of what they did which was like yeah Make re-release it, movie. it re-release it and do this but I, mean, I guess technically that's how they did it anyways because they went through the movie train arc again and then right after movie train arc ended they started up the entertainment entertainment district arc if they just would originally did that as planned this this entire season could have been a banger like i mean for the people who hasn't seen the movie like they they have to be over the moon right now. Like you got to see go through the yeah. movie train arc and then now the entertainment district arc. Like you you just been getting spoon fed nothing but content. Like just <laughs> straight fight after fight because oh man even like 
I, I guess I'll give, I'll give a little bit of the manga perspective, but like the move that Tengen pulled off when he was fighting Guitar, where he threw one, where he slashed with one sword and then came around and grabbed the uh, the end of his other sword to mm-hmm. cut off, to try and cut off his head. I could not have asked for that to be animated better. I could not have asked for that was so well done. I had goosebumps when I saw that shit. I was like, yes, you foldable. This is why you're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, no, you your foldable really snapped up with the animation in this episode. They boosted up to that Mugen Train level quality, if you will. Um, and it really showed towards when um Tengen and Giotoro started clashing with each other. Yeah, you even, saw the, the little boost of fidelity. Yeah, even like, or even when like Daki was on the roof fighting with Zenitsu, you saw the boost in like Zenitsu's movements. Daki mm-hmm. getting her true eye basically, which is like her thing, and she got another power boost. And yeah. she was not only fighting Zenitsu and Inosuke on the roof, but she was also helping her brother fight Tangan and uh, Tanjiro. And then, yeah, I'm and, yeah. and then I'm, I'm gonna touch up on that. I, I don't want to hear nothing about motherfuckers not liking Zenetsu. He is that nigga <laughs> for a reason. For a reason. Before they even started the fight with Daki, when Daki before even Daki like ready her attack to go after Tengen, Zenetsu was already catching wind on her because you saw her him take a step towards her. And then she released his attack and he was like, nah, don't even don't even try right, it. Yeah. And then it immediately takes her ass to the roof. No problems. And I'm just like when I when I saw that, I was like, "That's my boy. That's what I'm talking about." Yeah, this is what was already. He is already. He's always on go. Yeah, this is what happens when the always. boy series. It, as you can see, the training was for not the training was for the results. And this is exactly what I wanted to see: Zenetsu fighting somebody of some type of some type of caliber. Even though no, this episode already confirmed that Daki cannot handle tanking whatsoever. She can't. She can't fool with that man because yeah, he, he chopped off her head again in yeah, this episode. <laughs> yeah, and even though we and we even got like a confirmation though of like the difference in between her her and her brother's power, uh, because Daki is confirmed to have killed seven Hashira while her brother's confirmed to have killed fifteen. Correct. Over the years, so that that confirms, like you said, why her brother is so much stronger than her, and why you know. Tengen can easily handle Daki, but you know her brother is a, a different case. Oh, his, her brother has a different case one because his blood, his blood demon are re-fuck-ridiculous. and then it is two, ridiculous. His the his weapons also are covered in a poison, which is uh, a, so, I, unfortunately Tengen trying to put on a brave face is affecting him right now. Yeah, um, I mean it is affecting him, but not as fast as it would be though because like you say he does have resistance to it he doesn't fully nullify it but he does have resistance to it because you know Giotoga was like you know this should have been affecting you by now what's going on but then later on it was like okay it is affecting you slowly but sure it is affecting you though yeah so he does see, have some resistance to it if you pay attention you can kind of see it on the side of his head on the, like right under his headband behind his ear he's yeah. got like this purple his skin is like turning purplish so, mm-hmm. Which I think is a sign of the poison working. Of the poison, yeah. Yeah. And, and then another thing wh- which may, may, some people may have caught, some people may have not caught, but I had to go back and watch it a second time to catch it. Um, How you mentioned how Doki had got a power up, her true eye, if you will. That's, that's what we're just going to dub it, her true eye. If you pay attention close enough, that's actually Giotoro's eye. Because oh, when, Doki, when Doki opens that eye, Giotoro cl- keeps his left eye closed. closed yep. Yeah. So, yeah. interesting fact, if, you know, and just in case you missed it, yeah, that no, is actually I, I mean, Giotoro's eye. Like I which said, I guess there. would, which in my, which from, I guess my guess would allow Giotoro to see what Daki got going on and vice versa allow Daki to see what Giotoro got going on because even while she's up top fighting um, Zenetsu and Inosuke, Inosuke, she's still able to put pinpoint attacks down below on Tengen and yeah, Tanjiro yeah, with her Because Tan- the, the whole fight consisted of Tanjiro helping uh, Tengen by basically blocking the band shots and Tengen being able to focus solely on Giotoro. Or Correct. if Giotoro went uh, for uh, Tanjiro, Tengen would help Tanjiro dodge. Uh, it was just... Oh, such a high frenetic action. The, the stuff that Demon Slayer got its like na- its uh, hype off of. Like just Correct. a really good ass episode this uh, this time around. 
uh, all, like we even got to and like even besides the action, we also got to see like uh, one thing with Tangan's wives. They weren't even just like they were sideline characters, but we got to see a clip of them while the whole fight was going on. They were ushering you know civilians out of the city. And first time I saw it, I did not notice that because in the manga that happens. But I thought for a second that they didn't do it in the show because I just saw the yeah. civilians running by themselves. But I went back and checked. They do do that, and then. Right before the end, we even get to see um, what's her name, Alex? Hinatsuru. Hinatsuru, his uh, his other wife, release a uh, kunai attack on uh, Gyutaro to try and give Tankin an opening, and it does because uh, Gyutaro uh, used it to basic. He at first he was gonna let the kunai hit him, and then he thought about it. He was like, "Wait, no! If they're using this, there's got to be a reason." He gets them off and he notices he was like you know these are probably covered in wisteria poison and that leads Tengen to basically get an opening and then Tanjiro to come up on the side and help him and that's basically where like the episode just ended and it was so the shots so well framed yeah. so well framed very well framed and then like I said I I like the fact that he was able to catch on to the fact that something may have been up with the kunai because he you know he mentioned it was like you know the these just the volley kunais. They won't do nothing to me. Then he was like, no, wait a minute. You know, I had to think about it. Why would they do, would they really go through this trouble just to do a pointless attack? You know, mm-hmm. you got to remember, I'm dealing with a Hashira here. They wouldn't just make this, basically an attack that would do nothing. This attack has some type of purpose to it. <laughs> and then he was right. He was right. And then true Sinobi, when I also like the fact that, you know, in true Sinobi fashion, that the kunai, kunai was dipped in something. And so mm-hmm. I thought that was cool as well. Yeah, no, it it definitely, it <laughs> it definitely showed off. Uh, I feel like that the that these side characters also have like their own skills or abilities and how they help Tangan uh, on his missions instead of just Correct. being like reconnaissance or a pretty face, you know. Uh, Correct. Yeah, the really good episode though. Like, and then I, I have a question. I don't know if I want this question answered or not. Okay, we'll, we'll lay it on. But I'm going to make this know. statement anyways. Um, so at the begin, towards the beginning of the show, of the episode, mm-hmm. we see Tengen have a flashback, just, you know, giving more about his backstory. And then one of the flashbacks that he had was he was with the Demon Slayer Corpse Master. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, this was a time where he was a little bit younger and the scar wasn't all over his face, the scar that he originally has now. But you got to see a mark on his face that resembles the mark referring to that he may have been a sun breather. Um, oh, uh, oh, the, uh, the Demon Slayer. Oh, um, um okay. So the, he's not a sun breather. He's not I'm, a sun breather. He's not a sun breather. I'm okay. A, I'm going to squash that Just theory. Squash, okay. I'm going to squash that All theory right. right now. What... The the marking is is later it it will be revealed later on like the okay. what the thing is. yeah no that's fine not, yeah that's it's fine not, okay, so, it's not sun breathing okay so that, that actually helps me out okay that's that's fine so squash it out I'm gonna squash it out the way he's not a sun breather okay it, if, it was just it's just that you know the the scar wasn't as big as it normally was and it was just oh yeah you no know, you got him, to see more of his face and stuff that and was so, him when he was much uh well. Much younger because I think it was around the time Tengen probably was promoted to a Hashira. Correct. So um, around that time, yeah. So yeah, that was a the reason the scarring or the uh, his purple scarring wasn't as big and like covering both his eyes was just due to the fact that he was younger and the thing that is afflicting him isn't there now. Wasn't as strong now, but um, okay. Yeah, he's not a sun breather. Uh, okay. Sorry <laughs> if that was your working theory. I do apologize to the people. But uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. That, that 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 was that was my question. That was my question. But I mean, I guess other than oh, oh overall, as a manga reader, was was the way they animated the fights from from you know I guess the manga chapters for this episode was it everything that you imagined it was? Oh my god! So much. Like I said, like I with that one scene specifically with the him grabbing the sword. Perfectly executed. I could not have asked for anything better. Like that was ten times better than what I thought. What I thought they were going to do with it. I thought it was going to be a little nice quick stand, but the fact that they focused on it, slowed it down enough for you to see it, and then even Gio would be like, "Man, this is dangerous." Great. 
And then okay. when he used his sound breathing for the first I time. I was just about to ask. That's my next question. Do we Are we going to count that so, I as mean, the did, animation for his sound breathing? It did show a slight effect, but I did check just in case. Next episode, he should be using another technique for sound mm-hmm. breathing. So we'll fully get to see what the if it has a big effect. Even if it doesn't, Tangan's sound breathing is a combination of good sword play and his bombs. And I feel Correct. like the way they illustrated it this episode is probably it was really good. And I have I really don't have much complaints. Yeah, like, no, I, I was just you no, know, I was just I was just wondering what you think because. Yeah, you know, like he's you no, know, he did the sound breathing technique and whatnot, and I just wasn't sure if I could take it as the animation around his blades that w- that we saw, or was he just spinning his blades so fast it just yeah, like that, built up so wind or something? I mean, I have the I basically am in the same boat as you. I'm not 100 percent sure, but yeah. I like the way they set it up to the, be like, okay, this is satisfactory for right now. Will I if they do it next time like that? I don't think I'd have a problem with it. It's just I need a, a bigger confirmation of what. Yeah, because is. like, like just for due to the fact that he was spinning his blades, it was just hard to tell if that was the animation for his um, you know, his sound technique or not. I just wasn't like you said. Just the confirmation wasn't just. It was. I was. I just wasn't a hundred percent. At least on my end, other yeah. people you may be a hundred percent, but. I, at least for me, I, it just wasn't one hundred percent for me that that was how it looks. Because, like I said, it could have just been him from swinging his blade so fast that, you know, he just caught wind and shit like that. I mean, I, yeah, don't know. I mean, look, yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't really questioning a lot of stuff. I was just here for the because the, they got on down. This episode, yeah, no, man. like the, this episode was good. Like I said, it was good. I watched it twice this morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I watched it twice. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Definitely what we've been waiting for. Um, once again, you know, all gas, no breaks from here until the upper six has been defeated. Um, will Tanga survive? Only the manga readers will know. Um, we'll have to see towards the end of the the, the this, arc. this arc whether he makes it out alive or not. Will we lose another Hashira? I swear to gosh, if we lose another Hashira. <laughs> I'm telling you, that just even boosts up the the point where how we should have just put all this in one season. Like this is wild. This is wild. Would have been nice. Wild. It would have been nice. Um, you got any? But more? time to rate this bad boy. No, I ain't got. Right, I ain't okay, got nothing okay. else. I mean, it because I mean the whole episode is really just we getting it on. It's just we getting it on. We throw we throwing swords around here. That's that's what this episode was. We throwing swords, and I ain't got no problems with that <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but yeah, time to rate this bad boy. I at least give it a high nine. Um, yeah, no, I was um same same honestly. Uh, high nine. I, like I they they was they was boxing everybody this episode. Um, just like how I mentioned before, after I was seeing the moving train, after I saw the movie, this this type of action is what I wanted to see from season two, and they have been delivering so far. Um, I, I, I there's not much more I could have asked for this this episode other than the fact that it could have been longer. That's the only thing I could ask for is that make it longer. <laughs> That's the only other thing I can ask for. Make the episode longer. Why are we not getting forty five minute episodes? <laughs> That's the only a, other thing I can ask cause for. Television, because television works off of your suspense. That they they feed off of you not knowing what's going to happen. You need to come back and watch it. That's how they. Get, <laughs> that's how they. Get and then you. I also got my other wish I wanted from this season was I wanted to see Zanessu fight somebody or some substance and not just some you know. Ranky Dake lower demon, and be even though it's a tag team with Nosuke, it's not some Ranky Dank ass demon. They fighting an upper six, um. So yeah, no, I think I, I think this is I'm a perfect. Glad I got my wish. This is a perfect reversal of how Zenitsu was in the movie, where we didn't really get to see much of him. It was mostly like Tanjiro and Nosuke and Rengoku, who we really got to see more of, and. What I really liked about the Entertainment District arc as a whole is because I feel is that I feel like the whole team got to show their stuff. Like we haven't really so seen much from Inosuke right now, but we will. I feel like in the coming episode, so yeah. just something to look out for. And then yeah, then just like on top of the fact that Doc and her brother are in sync, which how you think they should be, but they're in sync with all their attacks and just 
everything is just moving at once. You got the bands flying everywhere. You got his blood sickles flying everywhere, trying to hit people. It's just, uh, just, oh my gosh, just it, all the scenes was just so done so well today. Every single one of them. Yeah, I no, just, I, you'd be remiss not to give it a high nine with all the <laughs> shit that was thrown in there today. Because from that, the little tidbits you learned about Tangan and his uh, his backstory to the to the action and even the hint you got of like Daki and Giotoro's backstory with the whole fact that like they might have grown up in a similar district when they were younger. That's why they feel like they get to treat people like shit now or something like that. Correct. Like, I honestly, high nine, high nine. I almost want to give it a 10. It's just missing a little something, but it's I, really good. I think, I, I think that little something is... Tengen's animation, or I guess more of because even though Tengen was boxing this episode, I guess the fact that he only used one sound breathing technique is what like maybe it was that little something that we're missing. Yeah. Um. Because I mean, like I, said, I just I don't know. I, I, I mean, don't know. The, I, th- I, th- I breath, think that might be it because the he, like I said, he was boxing though. Yeah, he was the, boxing though. Yeah, but the breath of animations, as we know, add an extra level, layer of hype. I mean, we saw it. Was it last episode? Last episode was the episode where Tanjiro like went off, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that, last no last episode, Daki went off. Uh, not Daki. Uh, ne- um, Nezuko. Nezuko. The episode, uh, the episode prior to last episode, as we saw with the sun, with the sun breathing, that extra, the extra flare that breathing techniques get when they get animated, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but then yeah, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up as well. So I guess this also kind of confirm the question I was having, where like. When they do their breathing techniques or just breathing in general, are they taking like one long breath or multiple breaths? And I guess it's either kind of somewhere in between one long breath, maybe multiple breaths. Because um, Tanjiro mentioned that he couldn't catch his breath and that he needed to find a moment so he could do, do recovery, recovery breathing. Mm-hmm. So, no, from that aspect, it makes me think that maybe, yeah, he's probably, no, like like they're actually showing that they're taking one long breath and then, you know, going into battle and action yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, um, well, the breathing is still here, but apparently, I guess Tanjiro probably just gonna use it more of a defensive, his defensive breathing, and use his flame breathing for attacking more, which also gets me wondering how is that gonna work though? Him just switching back and forth like that, if if that is the case, that he's gonna truly use I mean, water breathing for defense. As, and as, as well as we've seen, it does. Uh, sun breathing definitely has an effect on his body, so maybe correct in the moments where he's not fully prepared to use it, he can fall back on water breathing since he's still shown to be able to use it. It just might have an effect with the sword because as we, as he stated before, the Nichiren blade is is as strong as its wielder and if you aren't using your most optimal fighting style, it's not going to work its best Correct. Well, yeah, I know, but that's why I mentioned that because like he mentioned that and then he also mentioned that his water breathing was suitable more for defense, which makes me think that he'll have like a dual breathing technique type situation going on using his water breathing for defense and his um sun breathing for offense i don't know like i said it's just how would that work out with just him going back and forth oh no what see what yeah i know i hate you you damn (laughs) (laughs) i can neither confirm nor deny these statements (laughs) we will have to see the anime only we will have to see these manga readers they already know (laughs) but like we said before though uh, there will be no manga spoilers here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, just just the perspective of our boy McMillian here, who is a manga reader, and just you know how how seeing this stuff is, you know, getting animated, how it makes him feel versus from when he read when he first read it in the panels and stuff like that. It's just as hype. If you have a good <laughs> animation, it's just as hype. It, but they they you photo was so good. It's ridiculous how well they have taken the battles and either a improved upon them or made them exactly what you probably saw when you were like looking at the so would you agree that i guess this these chapters that they covered in the manga that is better animated than red um yeah i mean i would say i would say your optimal view if you're going to consume demon star i would definitely say reading reading it's not bad I don't. A lot of people will try and tell you that the anime is what made Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer, it's not. The story is really good, honestly. Um, if you have a good and if you have a good imagination, you will enjoy Demon Slayer. The drawings are the art in it still is great. Not like it's not super stellar, such as like uh, Berserk's drawings are probably like some of the best I've ever seen in a manga. But <laughs> Demon Slayer is no slouch when it comes to art. 
It's just that the, it is a battle shonen, and as you know, fights look better when they're fluid and not just steals on a page. So you're correct. Yeah, I mean, t- t- it's just that this is probably the optimal way to consume it. But that does not mean if you were thinking of like getting the manga, don't stop on my account. Like I read it; it's really good story. It's just that you will be fiending for what comes after, <laughs> like I do, because ha. Huh. Man, but all that being said, um, we got anything else to say or do before I um just just wanted to mention that be on the lookout for our first live stream. Hopefully, our first live stream. We're at least we're planning our first live stream. Let me say yeah. that we're planning to do our first live stream. We're planning to do watch along with the Anime Crunchyroll Awards. Um, Vivi was robbed. If, uh, <laughs> if if we don't end up going with that plan, we will let you guys know on our social media. But as of right now, that is the plan. Right. Mm-hmm. So whenever, but that- in case, like I said, in case something happens in one way or another, we will let you know. Mm-hmm. Um, with all that being said, guys, thank you for coming and watching our list slash listening. As always, you can uh, stay up to date with us by following our socials uh, at the Gurren Otaku Council on Instagram and at Gurren Otakus on Twitter. Um, basically, that's where we do all of our updates. Thank you guys for um, basically listening. Uh, if you are listening on the platform, consider giving us a follow. And if you're watching on YouTube, consider liking and subscribing. Uh, with all that said, appreciate you guys. Meeting adjourned. Peace. Peace.